to be here. That is the truth. No matter how tired I ever get to be, I still am very happy to be here. And he were to serve the Lord. It's quite a little difference in our crowd tonight. It was last night, it was a long day. Yesterday was a very long day. And of course, that was. People were tired and worn for the night. And now we're starting another week, which is the longest service that I have ever held in my life. And I trust that it will prove out to be a great blessing to all. I'm just about as tired as I ever was in my life. It, it was seemingly that, it, that that would make you tired. But if I would just give you some little insight picture that you might know what I, I mean. There's those visions, that's what we can see, the supernatural working on a natural man. Someone met me and tell me about that picture and said, Brother Brian, that don't look like you. I said, well, if that was saying, if the angel of God was that close to you as it was it probably does change you a little bit. Now think of being under that constantly, day in and out. Then I had to get out somewhere and get vent to myself. Is that why you just you just get so weak you can't hardly go? It looks like your strength is just gone. And then another thing, when you're in a meeting like this, a mass meeting, and people are praying, that affects me no matter where I am. It, it affects you that the angel of the Lord is. Is, is a moving, you see, and, and pulling on you constantly. Life seems strange. Maybe a little different from your teaching, but we can only testify what is true. Truth. And now, I hope to get to return again sometime to Cleveland up here to, to have a meeting when we can come back to come back again, it'll be, a, it'll be better. It'll be easier to start then. This is kind of pioneering. Look like everybody was bypassing Cleveland, leaving it go. But seemingly something told me to come to Cleveland. Here's where it was becoming. So, well, Cleveland is, well, there most of the people there belong to these kind of churches and that. But no matter what they belong to, all of us is to hear the gospel. And to see those who struggle for the cause, I was sent to those people, those men who withered the storm. And they taught these things and believed that and looked forward for it to come. Now it's come it's to all, to all of us, everywhere. And I was talking to a minister friend of mine today from Del Rio. He and another minister just flew in here. There's a plane sitting down here at the coast now in the little hangar down there. So I said, well, our, our crowd hasn't been very big, but it's been one of the sweetest meetings I've ever in. Just seen such a harmony among the people, the ministers, everybody, one heart, one accord. My brother 
Lindsay told me, could you just stay a few more extra days? I, I wanted to do it because I'm looking for something to happen that I prayed for and seen it one time in my life. But for the entire congregation to be healed at once, everything healed just at once. It looks like with such unity and such cooperation in the Spirit that this could happen. And as the meetings begin to draw towards a close, the anticipation of the people, they're, they're, they know they must press some way. See? And they'll just reach out and accept it just on, on the ground. And usually the last night of the service usually produces better than all the service. Because it's the last night and people say, well, this is my last chance. I've got to reach. And all they have to do is just make a reach. It's there. Just as sure as God's there, it's there. And they, they'll find it, but they're just a little afraid to step out. And then I, I, I want the ministers of the congregation to remember this. The ministers, brethren, there'll be people in your churches that's been crippled, that you'll notice they're going to start walking. There'll be people there that's been sick that'll walk up and say, Brother, Pastor, I had something so I didn't get in the prayer line, but you know that's left me. See? And it, I'm uh, standing on the platform, you can just feel it pull, and then let it. It's over, see? They may not recognize it, but it is. See? Just watch what happens. Got to. If they'll just halfway believe it, it'll be right. And now, do this. Uh, last evening, I, since last evening, I've had a very much of a of a tussle and praying over a matter that God has been dealing with me on something, and that is about such a miraculous amount of faith in here and can touch just such a few people each time. That's one thing that's always bothered me. Now, there's no newcomers. You've all been to meetings before, have you? Let's see how many have been here before. Raise your hands everywhere. Not back there. That's fine. Now, you understand the, the meeting and how it was. Many of you have been here for a long time. And many of you have been sitting here waiting to be prayed for. I heard today that one man had received many prayer cards and never had got into the prayer line yet. He's been up almost the prayer bench and... Some of our fellows is very sick. We have no control of that. God alone does it. I made the man's faith is just not right yet. But if you believe with all his heart, it'll be all right anyhow. And what I've always wondered, could I minister to all the sick? That's what's been my heart's desire. I tried it, I told you one time, stayed at the pulpit for eight days and nights. Couldn't get more thousands and thousands more at the laying of the eight days of love. I never left the platform. I slept here, eat here, and everything. I had to pull it for eight days and nights. I did. I've taken about an eight-month vacation after that. I had, in other words, I couldn't get out. I was just in a nervous break. It just like to kill me. So then I, I knew then that I must use a little more wisdom than what I had. Jesus never even tried to touch the people like that. Uh, is that right? Now, let's just get right down to our hearts, and I want to tell you something. And we want to talk just for a few moments, just heart to heart. Now, I realize, and you realize too, in ministers, that a man can take a divine gift and spend his soul to hell with it. You know that? A gift from God. Now, I don't mean 
something is something that you imagine. I mean, if God has really given something and given it to your charge, you've got to use that with the wisdom of God. I, I've never in my life talked to congregation like this, especially congregation of healing something. But the thing that I want to see, I want it so bad, that's the reason I'm talking to you the way I am. I remember divine gifts can easily get a person into trouble. That God, if he finds someone that he figures that he can entrust the divine gift with, we should reverence with all of our hearts. I remember, how many believe Moses was a divine gifted prophet of God? He was. Everyone believes that. But Moses, with that same divine gift, got himself in trouble. Did he? God told him, said, you go speak to the rock. He'd already smitten the rock once, said, go speak to the rock. And that rock was Christ, is that right? And Christ wasn't smitten the second time, we just speak to him that one. He was smitten once, and he brought forth the waters of life. And we just speak to the rock now, and it brings forth the waters. Like God so loved the world. The rock in the wilderness is the perfect of John 3, 16. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Those Israelites were perishing, and the rock was smitten and brought forth life, water. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believeth on him should not perish, a perishing generation of people. Should not perish, but have everlasting life by speaking to the rock. But Moses went down there and smoked the rock. He got angry. He forgot all these, he lost control of himself. He got all worked up and excited because of the people. And he just smoked the rock again. And it didn't bring its water. But he smote it again. Is that right? Now, he was a divine prophet. Sent from the presence of God. Born in this world to be a prophet. A vindicated prophet. The signs and wonders, the pillar of fire followed him. And we know that he was a prophet sent from God. And God had entrusted him with that power. And as far as I know, Bible readers, I'm not much of a scholar. Because I never got the just a grammar slit case. Seventh grade at that. Look. But here, the only place that I can see in the Bible where the program of God was ever broke, and all the types, was right there. When Moses spoke the rock the second time, to bring out the water, regardless if it wasn't God's will. We know it wasn't God's will. We'll admit that, don't we? But Moses had power to bring it whether it was God's will or not. Is that true? We know it was against God's will, but God had entrusted his servant with that power, and he spoke the rock, and he didn't come back for his water. Sure, it wasn't God's will, and he smote it again. He called for it. It had to come. Right. He's with that power. He brought forth water to the gift God's will. God dealt with Moses later about that. Is that right? You remember Elijah? Young fellow went bald headed. He Some little children began to holler and said, Oh, bald head, oh, bald head, why did you grow up with Elijah? Remember that? That angered prophet now turned around angry and cursed those children in the name of the Lord. Run out of the woods and kill 40 people in the field. Is that right? That's not the nature of the Holy Spirit. You know that. But that prophet was angry. You have to be careful what you 
Therefore, when people come up here for music, I'm watching it. Now, see, sometimes you run up here with the divine gift, you just examine that case perfectly, right through. And if someone didn't put on that person, a person sickness, someone has to have it that way. Sickness sometimes is the deepest of the place. It's God's will bringing people back to the past. You can All right. Not every time it's like that. Remember the boy at the gate? He said, we are a father or a mother. Remember that? Jesus said, in this case, Jesus, that's the work of God. Now you have to know those things. That's why on each case I examine it real closely. I go right where I'm standing. Now, if I ask once it does leave, then I'll check both. And then if I don't see nothing, I'll leave it alone. So God showed me how to do And to watch that. Because there might be something put on that person. God intended to be there to bring them to a certain thing. And you come right back around and take that thing off what God put on before you stand before God. And if God's induced you with something to do something with, you have to watch. Therefore, brother, the divine gift. I have said this. Many of my managers and things know this is true. I went to, when I first started, I was so elated with it that I would go into the city and call a meeting. I'd say, you go to the city and bring me, let the ministers or somebody, bring me somebody that they know is crippled or afflicted. Let me have that person. And I'll assure you that person will be healed for some too. And I make challenges like that. I went into meetings one time. I made a challenge to brought a little crippled Mexican girl. Oh, she was horrible. An hour and 45 minutes, I had that child on the platform. Just held it. Stayed right with it. Bled to let, let God let the baby loose. The baby come loose. Went around, walked down off the platform. Walked down, come back. Now, I remember in Vandalia, Illinois, where I've seen the great, one of the greatest tours i ever seen in this game. I said that same thing. I said, you go get a person to bring them to me. They did. A boy born blind, about 16 years old. I stayed right with the boy. I stayed right there until that boy received his sight. And after I did that, taking the time where hundreds were setting to be prayed for, but put all the time on that one boy. And after I heard him screaming, and he come back, he was wandering through the crowd, he got back, he said, I told my mother that I wanted to see what the man looked like that opened my eyes. I said, I hope you see something. The Lord Jesus Christ. So he took him home my time. He said, Mother is, I had on the side of the time. He said, is, is that, that's the color. Is that the same there? Is that what you call the All of them crying. He said, now what color would you call it? He said, that's what they call night of the Born blind. Never seen the sign. A lot of people were fainting. I went to the hotel that night with my brother, Don, my little son, Billy. We went to the hotel at about 2 o'clock in the morning. I was lying down sleeping. I went to sleep, but I don't sleep very much at night. Always rest. Nighttime, all demon powers shut down for the morning. They're not rolling. That's the time the Holy Spirit moves and talks to me. So early, I'm going to pray. Drives up early. All the rain workers are gone. Places are closing up. That causes the strength to know what I mean with that. Notice. I was laying there. I, I was waking up all at once. 
Now look out there. Why, it's daylight already. I said, look there, it's daylight there. Look out. I said, wait a minute. The wind is back here. That's the side of the wall. And I looked again. It was a white cloud milking like this. I said, oh, I see. It was the Lord coming to the roof. Many times demons have followed me. I felt her pressure of them and spells and things. Went on at me half the night here. And I, I got out of bed and I knelt down. I noted the spirit, but I had to find out just what it was first. I kept waiting. I felt it come around the bed. You can feel it. I send prophecies from my heart. It's just like I, I do not feel it now. Sometimes I feel it. It's standing right over here. I can tell it. It's standing right down here. And you can tell it. It's just like a pressure in the air that's against you. I said, you can feel it. Then when it comes close, when a patient comes up to you, pray for you, you feel it. It goes down over you. Then you don't talk to yourself. You can feel it. It doesn't talk. Talk to yourself. And it'll. And then maybe you stop, you feel it coming back again. And watch, I see a patient standing here, right in there, right like above him. I can see the things you heard him tell. You heard him told of everything they've done in their life, is that right? You heard him even repeat the prayer over what they said to God, isn't that right? And all kinds of sins and things that they've done, reveal it's been perfect every time, is that right? Never a faithful. That does that. I just talk him just exactly what I'm thinking of. It's what I see and what I Sometimes I look out over the audience. I can feel something for them. I watch real close. Then it cuts off and somebody else on the other side. Maybe this way and that way. Maybe I can be real quiet and sing around a certain person. Where there's certain things. If I can get that channel, look like I get the rest of them somewhere else. Not looking, or looking on. Then it'll start. The Ephesians will have then start like that. And now, when I looked at and seen that, I got down in the floor and started praying. And as it got closer, I knew it was a game for God, and I could feel what it was. And I said, what does the Lord want me to do? Never said a thing. This long time standing right here, the foot of the head, and I was thinking like this. And I said, oh, Heavenly Father, what have you sent your angel to this service? And I said, your servant is risen. I waited. I knew it was still there, but I didn't open my eyes. I, I get five minutes past. I felt it moving closer to me. And when it did, I just heard that voice sound like way, hey, hey, back. I could not impersonate the voice if I had to. But I heard it just as plain as audible as my voice is to you, that you're confining too much of that gift of healing to perform the miracle. And it will come to pass that people will not believe you unless there's a miracle performed. I said, I shall never do that again, or help me fall. I raised up. I laid down a little bed, and there it was, above the bed, sniffing around, like a whole lot of color in a rainbow, sniffing around. And I looked at him. I laid there a little while. I felt relieved. felt that my sin must forgive me. And I said, if my Lord here, my little boy, nothing made any noise. We had just clean bed. We had to ever place this looking up for miles around. And my, on, we had twin beds in the room. My brother and my little boy were sleeping on the bed next to him. And I said, Billy, the Billy, he didn't answer. I said, Donnie, he didn't answer. And I took my pillow, watched him there, and I knew but not answering. I knew it was all right. Never said yet. And I threw my pillow like that, and it hit my brother Donnie. And I said, Donnie, he said, yes. And I said, call Billy. 
Billy said, Don said, Billy, your dad wants you. I said, Billy, look. He said, why do you want daddy? About that time, Donnie jumped out of bed screaming, oh! And Billy said, oh, daddy, daddy, daddy. He jumped out of bed and jumped over. He said, don't let that get me. Don't let that get me. And I said, honey, that won't hurt you. I said, many times, I was single five years, and I've been father and mother both of Bottles and milk in my pocket this night, and I lay it under my head to keep it warm so I give it to him tonight. Mother died from only 18 months old. I just had to raise me. Then both father and mother, I said, many times I'm going to be special flying. He said, Daddy, I'm so afraid you're going to go and never come back to me again. I said, No, honey, I'll, I'll be back. I said, Now, honey, that's the reason Daddy goes. That's the angel of the Lord. He's just in a room talking to me. And I asked if you can see, so you won't worry about Daddy and know that that's the angel that was you, Daddy. That's what the pillar thought like that. Mingling with colors, licking and flopping, whipping going on. Johnny, he just went hard and watched the same other brother. And, and it filled around like that. And then he told me, I want to get to you people something here. If I believe that you people sleeping, we'll listen. And we'll be. You know, many of you get the wrong conception of divine healing. Now, this is not a gift to perform miracles. Miracles is a separate and different gift from healing. Did you know that? The Bible says, do all have the gift of healing? Do all have the gift of miracles? But miracles are performed. That's right. It's a miracle every time somebody... Uh, a vision happens and tells people what's wrong with it. That's a miracle. It's supernatural. That's a miracle. But healing. Now look, when Isaiah went up to heal Hezekiah, do you believe God sent him up there? Do you believe what well, before he was going to die? Set his house in order? Well then when Isaiah went up and pronounced him to be healed, it was even three days before Hezekiah could gain enough strength to come down off his bed and go to the house of God to worship. Is that right? And when Jesus pronounced the Romans the centurion son healed, he said, from that same hour he began to amend. If you had a cut on your hand, you've done everything. Nothing except any worse. After all, you cut something on your hand, it began to help it. Right? It isn't well. It's and when the curse of sickness is taken off of you, not every time it's a memory. Not sometimes, it just happens spontaneously. Sometimes the curse is just gone, and the cure follows. Now listen real close for you to be cured. There's hardly a time that within the space of 72 hours after a healing has taken place until Satan right back to the place again. That's the Bible. When the unclean spirit's gone out of a man, he falls in dry places. Then he returns with him with seven other beasts worse than he was. Is that right? You know what he goes on. If the good man of the house isn't there to hold him off, faith to believe. Now I want you to listen closely to my submission. God knows I want this to happen. I'm weak. I, I don't, I don't, I dread to say that. But friends, do you realize I'm facing human power? And I must live right and do right. And I must be truthful. I don't care if the newspapers tell they had to drag me out. 
that, that don't make any, that don't stop it from being true. That's true. But when they lie about it, that's the lie. But when it's the truth, it's the truth. Now, I wish I didn't get weak. But I can't help it. My strength just goes right away from me. I can't help it. And I wondered why it was. It always makes me for 20 minutes. And a few days ago, I was reading in the Bible of Daniel, after he had those visions, he said he was troubled in his head for many days. You remember that? Daniel. Then that gave me consolation again to help me to see that when mortal beings, when the supernatural comes upon the mortal beings, it causes a conflict with the flesh. That's right. It weakens the human being, so even Christ laying on the back of a boat in those terrible waves that even so much virtue had gone out of him. So them terrible waves didn't even wake him up. Isn't that right? But when awakened, then he still the waves. Now, even human part went away. Went out. Virtue went out while the supernatural worked. And Jesus, in many cases, went into a city and healed one person and left the city. Lead a man outside the city gate, restore his sight then and go on somewhere else. Went into the land of Gadaria, healed one for they talking to but then he did heal all that come to him one night to fulfill which is spoken over the prophet Isaiah. He himself took our furniture. And Jesus said that he could do nothing at all until first the Father showed him. Is that right? St. John, when he passed by that pool of his Now, let these words change Jesus now. When Jesus passed by the pool of the there lay great multitudes of people that have been laying there. They, now, watch the kind of condition they were in. Rain, halt, blind, crippled, withered, is that right? Waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel came down to a certain feet and troubled the water. And the first one was faced, stepping in, but he was the water never to be yet. Someone said to me, when they've been at these five paralyzed people, leave this village here, it's been sitting here paralyzed. It's a I pull down and tell those paralyzed people so we can believe it. Brother, you would believe this right in That's right. I can do nothing at all. God gets all glory for I can do nothing. I can only do what he tells me to do. If you worked in a bank where plenty of money was, but you can only take out what they'll let you take out. Is that right? I may be in fellowship with God for all the power to heal every person in the world. That is true. But I can only do what he says do. And it's not me that does the healing. It's your own faith that contacts God and heals you. And he speaks through his gift and tells you you're healed. See what I mean? You got that? I have nothing to do with the healing. I'm just a mouthpiece for your prayer to God. See? If your prayer has reached God and He's told me that you're healed, and I believe it, and I speak it to you, you believe it, then you're healed. Now notice, no matter what the symptoms are now, you believe it. Now watch what He met me. Let me hold this for the last time. This time. When he came to me in the room, imagine yourself now sitting in the room. Why? 
I don't know what to do. I don't want to fail you. I've done all that I know how to do. But what is it you want me to do? And in there in prayer, all at once I see a light flicker. I looked around over here. Yeah. Somebody coming with a flashlight? Could be a car coming back in here. Well, where was that at? Now I looked at it, spreading out on the floor, getting bigger. I said, where is it? Looked up and right up there hung this same thing that you see in this picture. Around, around, around that light getting bigger and bigger. I turned around, looked, and I heard something more. Walking just there, just like, about like this people. Barefooted at that. And I looked, coming across the old board floor, I seen under this light what was coming down. I seen that it was a, a man's foot. I seen a white roll. And she put, imagine how you'd see it. I said, Oh my. It looked like that. It walked closer and when it came into the full light, it was a man had his hands folded like this. It weighed about two hundred pounds, plenty dark and reflected. Plenty more like a, a Mexican complexion, you know, like the Spanish or some dark complexion person, smooth face, no bigger, had dark hair down to his shoulders, had a white robe on, and his characters, you know, couldn't talk about it, one of them was so unique, and it looked like, again, if he'd speak, it turn the world over, and he walked right up to me, this is smoothly, and I was just wiping my fingers until it was bleeding almost, I skipped back, I couldn't get up, I promise, I was so scared, I, I just couldn't, and you'd be too. The whole thing. Now, I just imagine you sit way out in the wilderness like that to yourself and look around and there stands the side of you like that. I was biting my hair and he just walked up to me and looked at me just to set it down from the back. He said, do not fear. And when he said that, I know that was a saintly boy. First time I'd seen him as a man. I'd seen him in that whirl fire. I heard him in the whirlwind in the bush. And I'd seen all those things. And I heard him talk to me, show me vision. But when he spoke the first word, it's not imagination, it's the audible voice. Just as you hear mine. And the man's just as real as I'm standing here. Well, I could have shook hands with him if he'd raised his hand out. I could have him on the side. He's just as natural as, as anyone could be. And he looked at me. He said, do not fear. For I am sent from the presence of the Almighty God. He said, to tell you that your peculiar birth and life has been to indicate that you're to take a gift of divine healing to the people of the world. And said, now listen, if you'll be sincere when you pray and get the people to believe you, nothing shall stand before your prayer, not even the cancer. Now just stop right there on that much of the next. I'll tell you the rest just a few minutes. He said, now you, I have appeared, in other words, from God to tell you that your peculiar birth, which I had, that's my mother, okay, and peculiar life, that's right, no one never understood me, has been to indicate that you're to take a gift of divine healing to the people of the world. Seventh grade education school. How could I ever be the world? Local little Baptist preacher there. He said, if you'll be sincere when you pray. Now remember, the gift was born here. I had nothing to do with it coming. No one. No one, friends. Don't never let anyone deceive you. Gifts are sent from God alone. 
God alone is the foreknowledge. Now there's nine spiritual gifts in the church. They might be on, like on this man tonight and on that one over there, so forth like that. But prophecy of that type and so forth has to have two or three witnesses to look over it and judge it and see if it's right or not. But you never seen the same before Isaiah or Jeremiah or any of them to judge him. They had thus saith the Lord from their birth. And everybody know that what they said come to pass. They had the word of the Lord. In old times, divers places, God's sundry times, God spoke to us by the prophets. But in this last days it spoke to us through Jesus Christ. In the body of Christ dwell these nine spiritual gifts which brings any group of people, any gathering of holiness people that believe in Christ has a right to have the nine spiritual gifts. It circles through the body. It's in the body. It's not for any individual. It'll be on this one here tonight and that on there the next night, maybe over here another time. This person can pray a prayer of faith tonight, maybe it's on this one over here the next night. Over on that, it's a gift that's in the body. Working around all of you. Milling through the body. Nine spiritual gifts. This one might prophesy tonight. That's where we get trouble. One might prophesy and tell the truth. That doesn't make you a prophet. It might never come to you again. A prophet is a vindicated person from birth coming down with the word of the Lord. A prophet, there's a difference in a prophet and a gift of prophecy. And if you notice in the Bible, healing is in plural. Gifts. G-I-F-T-S. Gifts of healing. But a P-R-O-P-H-E-D is a prophet. And there's a gift of prophecy which is in the church. It's to be judged by two or three judges when it's been given. Is that true? Oh, all in this church, we're so sharp of the things of God. We need real teaching what the church needs. How to set together being mutual before God. What would the church say in the name of the Holiness Church ever stand before the Bible in the Bible life of the truth? You know what I mean? You get little things you argue about. That's right, and that's what makes you carnal when you argue among one another. Forget it. By one spirit we're all baptized into one body. And it's your brother. Don't try to run him down. Pick him up if he's done wrong. Let's keep the body going. Now, one of these days, the body's going to come together just like that. That's right. Just like Solomon's temple cut out all the world, but when he come together, there wasn't a buzz of a saw or a sound of a hammer. It went right straight together ever. This fit you went right to the right place. And there it fit together. That's the way the body of Christ will go when Jesus comes. He'll go up his arm and arm. That's right. To meet the law. Now, these gifts. Now, he said, if, if you'll get the people to believe you, now, now watch, friends. See if you get the order. Now, be, now you, mother, with the little boy here, and you, lady, and you along here that's sitting in these chairs, whatever's wrong with you. Now, get this. Now, all you people are sick in here. The gift is in God. And I can only say what he says say. I can only do what he says do. Jesus passed by the pool of Bethesda. All those crippled, lame, and blind laying there, he healed one man that had an infirmity. He wasn't blind, neither was he crippled, neither was he lame or all. As far as I know, the Bible said he had an infirmity. For thirty and eight years, 
and Jesus healed him and turned around and walked away from them people who believed in divine healing. Is it the truth? If he, the Son of God, would turn and walk away from practically, I think, 10,000 people there, and the Bible says great multitudes, you know what it means. If he, with his compassionate heart, turned and walked away from that people and healed one man that was diseased in his body and went away from that whole multitude, then in question, the same chapter, John 5, the 19th verse, the Jews question him. He said, Dearly, dearly, I say unto you, the Son could do nothing in himself. But if the Son could do nothing in himself, how much less could the servant do in himself? See? I'd like to see everybody here. I'd like to be able to say to uh, this man in the wheelchair and this man and that man and there, get up and walk. Oh, God knows how I'd like to say that. Sure I would. But what if I would say this in myself while they said the But then they say, well, he's a hypocrite. Well, there's nothing to him. But if I ever tell you to get up, you get up. Or you're going to get up. That's one thing, sure. If it don't, you wouldn't mind. You might never leave the spot where you're at. That's right. A lie. Notice, you can only do what God shows you to do. Now watch. The gift is what God has set down. Now if he's set in the form of a brass servant or a pool of water or whatever it is, you believe not the water, not the servant, but the gift of God. Is that right? The brass servant didn't pray for nobody. He didn't said the pool of water pray for anybody. But God sent Jesus to set it on high give gifts back to man. And now, for God operates by the Holy Spirit through man. Man is God's agent. Now, quickly, before the time gets away, notice close. I have appeared to you, I'll put it in my own words. I was quoting his words. He said, Fear not, for I am sent from the presence of God. To tell you that your peculiar birth and life to indicate that you're to take a gift of divine healing to the peoples of the world. You'll be sincere when you pray and get the people to believe you. Nothing shall stand before your prayer, not even the cancer. Now watch the order. God sent the gift nearly 40 years, by 40 years ago. It's been in the world ever since. It's part of it. Now the thing I was to do was to pray for the sick and be sincere when I prayed. And nothing would stand before the prayer. If you can get the people to believe you. See the order now? See? The thing of it is, it's, the thing is, is to get the people to believe that this is the truth. And I said to the angel, now you got that part, have you? The gift is not the discernment. The gift is the praise for the sick and get them to believe you. You get what I mean? Nothing shall stand before the prayer. Not even the cancer. That's just the prayer for the sick. And tell them. Say, now you're, I'm going to pray for you. You believe? I believe with all my heart. And lay hands over on them and pray for them. And ask the blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pass them on. They're supposed to go away rejoicing, believing they're going to get well. The crippled supposed to believe they're going to walk. The blind supposed to believe they're going to see. Well, I said, they will not believe me because I'm uneducated. He said, as the prophet Moses was given two signs to prove that he was sent from God, so will you be given two signs to do before the people. In other words, to vindicate that I told you the truth. And he 
told me what they would be. Do these signs before the people. Now here is my condemnation before Almighty God, whom I stand before this night as a minister before one of the loveliest little groups of people I ever stood before. I say it from the depths of my heart. I am condemned the way I use it. Now that's right. One thing, I'm a harming the people, so many of them. And another thing, I'm not obeying what he told me to do. It will discern and bring out anything there is in this building. Now that's true. But that don't heal the people. And as I take them one at a time, as they come up here, begin to tell them, talk to them, and so forth like that, tell them all about their diseases, never did one of the apostles do that. Never did Jesus do that. They did not do that. Yet the gift is here to do that. Now, here's what, if I could come here and produce that one time and prove that it is the truth that every person in this building has got any salvation at all ought to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and say, just lay your hands on me, brother, and pray. I'll get one. That's all I have to have. Now, isn't that right? Therefore, I could just meet great multitudes. But hundreds come to the meeting, go away, say, I didn't even get in the line. And I have tried and say, pass the line to an estimate. Well, he never, he never discerned my state. Well, you know what's wrong with you. You know what you've done in your life. Why should I come up here and reveal that to you and tell you the things that you've done in me? When you know what you've done. If you're a sinner, get right with God now. If you've done wrong, don't wait till the Holy Spirit has to call it out here for you on the platform. Get right with God right there. Confess it. Then come on in the line and we'll stop the line. You just pray for the people and let them go on and they'll go on believing, getting well. Now listen, friends. I believe that before Almighty God, who I stand now, if I would walk from the building right now, the message that I have preached is justified in the sight of God. I believe it. For he has confirmed and performed everything that I declared that he would do. Is that right? Then, what I'm wondering now, why couldn't we have a prayer line and pray for about a hundred or more of a night and not even have to stop and tell the people these things and discern all their diseases? Hold them by their hands and work up their faith. Why don't you come on your own faith now, being that God has proved that he's here. Come on your own faith and go out of the building rejoicing and saying, Thank God I'm healed. That's what he said, do. Now, if, am I, you think I'm telling the truth? Be honest in your heart. If you think the truth, raise your hand. That's the truth. I believe it, friends. Therefore, I believe hundred people each night or more to be prayed for. And dear brothers and sisters, being that I'm weak and tired. Now, standing talking doesn't bother me. I could preach day in and out and it wouldn't bother me. That builds me up. But this other takes it out of me. I can bring two people before me now and stand here and hold them until their disease is gone. I'd be weaker than if I used a chicken shovel eight hours a day. God who I stand before no rest of me. Something that just tears a life And I wonder if one of these nights, if God would permit, why couldn't we have a line like that? And let everybody come down and let me stand here. And if I were to wait for one, I want to pray for you. Not just pass you through like you used to have the old fast line. They used to come through here, and people would stand out there, be, let me pray for the sick, they get the weak, they couldn't stand up. Then two men, one on one side, one on the other, hold me there, let the people come by and lay their hands on me. Hundreds of them were healed. 
But many times it comes staggers who said he never prayed for me. They were right. He said, if you'll be sincere when you pray, it's a prayer of faith that saves the sick. If you've got faith enough, you won't even have to come here. You can be healed where you're saved. But he told me if I would pray for the sick and get them to believe me, be sincere when I pray, that's what done the healing. Their belief that God had sent his gifts. Of course, he forbid me to take glory in a high cookie. And you didn't know, friends, that no man, no flesh to glory before God. And what am I standing here for? What am I out in these meetings for? I'm working for Christ. I have a little church at home. The size of a living for me if I go back to it. Lovely. I could go fishing every day. Preach twice a week. Could I get by with that? My soul would be haunted with it. Bony hands reaching towards me. I must stay in the pulpit till I die. Warn to me if I don't declare this counsel of God to the people. See, of this healing power. And he's here. Christ, the Son of God, is here. To heal the sick and the needy. I want to read just a scripture. It's found over in Matthew, the fourth chapter. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every manner of sickness and every manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him the sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which possessed the devils, and those which had the palsy and the heal. Now, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now remember, you believe he told the truth? Every case he healed, he seen the Father do it first. What about that? Is it the truth? If there's a great multitude healed, God showed him a great multitude healed. For he said with his own sacred lips, the Son can do nothing except what he sees the Father doing. Is that right? Very, very, absolutely, absolutely, other words. I say unto you that the Son can do nothing in himself but what he sees the Father doing. That doeth the Son in Whatever the Father has done. Now he's here. Now just as I said that, I, I tell him to move up. The gift that I'm speaking of now is right here to my right. Right in the section of the Now that is true. I can feel it just just as you can hear my voice. Look, I, I listen to things. I can feel my lips getting out. I can so that's that how clear that is here. Sometimes I look at it like this. I know it's many things. God is my judge. Thank you. 
Just stand back here and do as the angel told you to say. I'm going away from this place to shout and thank God for you. I'm going to stay right with you. I'm going to stay there and I'm going to get well. I got a minister today, uh, a couple days ago, calling. A lady coming here dying, laying on a top. Just in the last day, we just see when she saw from other cities, they had an awful time getting paid. That while I was preaching, I looked down at her and said, Sister, she's going to tell her the things of her life, what was wrong. I said, Do you accept my word? Not as she did. I said, Go on. She's a child to see. And now she's just glorifying God, pronounced well, going all around to the city. Many things. A while ago, if I hadn't been to see a lady who sent a telegram, a minister from Jamaica, someone, his wife is in the last stage, and said that, could you fly here at my expense, by the way, that you're the only hope that we have to come and help our wife through the job. Now, when you get home, there's dozens I'd get down over and pray. I'd say, God, you know, show me where to go. Then I'd pick out wherever he tells me, and away I'd go. Here, I just went in home that long ago, and it was different. There's about 16 long distance uh, airplanes, different places, all over the country, different places where I've been, this and that, and come on. There's one off here, and I said, honey, you know, I just come through New York and just come back. And I said, well, there's a man there, a big television company, said if we come to Madison Square Garden, we need to put the thing on television for your daughter. That's right. Here we come to the yard. And so I'm going to give him that opportunity. So then when the mother did me, this man And so then I, I got back, and the wife said, honey, look in here. He said, my face is in crowded. Everybody called me. He said, let me call him. I said, well, honey, I know I'm. He said, well, here's this and this and this and that and this and this and this and that. I got different ones from different California, from Oregon, this and down in Florida, this and over here. And then she said, and here's, you know, Arkansas, and Maryland, City, there's Black Times, and I said, what did you say? Holy Spirit stuff. I said, go back to those again. Went back. Oh, it was bad weather. Just early spring, snow everywhere. And said, Mina, Arkansas. The mayor of the city, his wife, dying of cancer, calling She belongs to the family of God. I said, just a moment, let me pray. She said, you've been trying for four or five days to hold her. I said, let me go into my room. I went into the room and studied a little while. Holy Spirit said, me, go to me. They had the worst case I could have got. They had to drive through the park, through the hills, and everything else. And the plane was snowbound. I said, the Lord tells me to go to Munich, came on the phone, telling him I'm on the road, stand over there and speak to him, they stand in the people's heart. I got down there and the doctor and all of them said, walked in the room where she was and laid hands on her, said, the Lord Jesus sent me here that you might be healed. And she got right up and walked out of the building like that. Where it was called revival, right to break out the country. He passed about a gallon and a half of water and cups and about a half hour from that week. Weeks later, I was in a meeting here. She said, I'm feeling fine, Brother Branham. This is fine. It's good to be wise. Obedient. Now, he's here. You believe if the prayer of faith was said over you, you get well. You believe it? How many prayers? What's your prayer card? What's your number? 
and the meeting is long and dragging out, and I feel, Lord, that, that it was right for me to stay here, or if you would not have led me so, I would have left. No matter what was in the cost, I would have left. But I felt that you wanted me to stay, so I stayed, Father. And I tried to tell to the people, explain to them that you are the one that heals, that you've come to vindicate your servant, and let them know that it's not me, that it's you. You can take our gears at your leisure. You're God and there's none other like you. And now, Father, answer the prayer of those sick people out there, someone, and show it to your servant that you put the blessing of healing upon them, that they are going to be healed, going to get well. And, Lord, it will increase the faith of others and let them know that you're still here with your servant. Will you hear my prayer, Father? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, amen. I ever want just to reverend and you can be, can be in prayer. Do you really believe what I said is in the truth? Have faith, everyone. Now look this way and believe with all your heart that God has answered your prayer. Now will you believe me if he shows me? I ever one there in here? You know that I'm I believe he said this section here broke for the sick. And this section here I don't know. Is that right? Alright, you people right in this line in here then. Look this way. Just believe with all you want. That's it. I can't tell whether it's the lady here or the man. I believe it's you, sir, with the back trouble. All right. Will you obey me as God's servant and believe me? All right. I want you to get up and walk out the back of that tent, raise your hands and say, Thank you, Jesus, for healing me, for your back trouble has rested. Walk out the back of the tent there and say, Thank you, Jesus, for healing Desire in your heart, don't you? I saw a little lady there sitting right back behind the lady here with there, and you would just think of There's a desire in your heart for something, isn't it? Isn't exactly as thick as the affliction of some sort, isn't it? It's being sincere crave for something. Is that true? Is this lady here speaking so hard right in front of her? Yes, do you see the lady in the back, the young lady there? Now. Look this way. Had to get above this lady right here for she's thinking about the little blind girl sitting there. And I'm trying my best to see. Yes, I see what it is. Sir. All of right. Now you're a stranger, aren't you? Sir? I don't know who you do. 
God has revealed to me and showed me just exactly what you have seen of Would you believe me? You've been barren, haven't you? Without children. You're desiring a child, isn't that right? May God grant you your desire. Do you believe that God will believe you? May God give you the baby that you desire. I believe with all your heart. Now let's see back just a little piece of art. Everyone to look at this. Have mercy, God. Yes. Here is coming one right through here. I believe it's the lady with the white hat. Right there. With the white hat on. You know what it isn't? It's the lady right behind her with the brown suit on. Stand up, sister. Yes, you had cancer, didn't you? That's patch over his ear. It's cancer too, isn't it, brother? Have faith in God. All right. God bless you. Go home. Be healed up. God bless your nervousness and all his blessings. Be removed. Go Now down in this section here. See if there's any sick people in here. Look this away, everyone. Now I have faith. Now I can only speak as the Holy Spirit says. There we go. Yeah, you, it's raise your hand. Do you believe with all your heart? 
You believe that God will make you whole? Will you accept my words as God's servant? You will? All right. I'm going to say to you, if you'll rise from there and exercise your faith, Jesus Christ will give you your sight. Stand up on your feet. Walk out the tent door over here. Walk on, you can see. Walk off. Everyone ever, please. Young man, you've been down for some time too, haven't you? You believe Jesus? Look, young man, you'll be bound to the chair as long as you live if you don't exercise faith and believe. You believe that now that you're sitting in his presence? You do? All right. I want you to rise up. In the name of Jesus Christ, you walk on out. You're not bound anymore to the power of hell. Bound. You believe? All your heart? What's the number?